What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. Dan Fleischman is a serial entrepreneur and investor. He's the founder of Elevator Studios. He was the youngest founder to ever take a company public. And he also has a card shop in LA called Cards and Coffee. I really enjoyed this conversation with Dan because we spent all the time talking about technology investing and sports cards. He's an expert in this area, and I learned a ton from him. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, but before we get into it, I want to quickly talk about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BlockFi. BlockFi provides financial products for crypto investors. Those products include the BlockFi wallet, a US dollar loan collateralized by your crypto, and a no-fee trading product. BlockFi also released the world's first crypto rewards credit card. It's a Visa credit card that gives you crypto back as your rewards instead of cash back or airline miles. They recently introduced Rewards Flex, so customers choose which crypto assets they receive from their credit card rewards from the BlockFi Rewards credit card. For people in the U.S. who own or are interested in owning crypto or stacking more sats, the BlockFi Rewards credit card provides the easiest way to earn more crypto because you earn 1.5% back in crypto on every single purchase and you have no annual fee. I'm an investor in the business and a very, very happy user. The BlockFi Rewards credit card is the easiest way to earn crypto. For a limited time, when you sign up using my link, blockfi.com slash pompcc, you will get $75 back in crypto on your first swipe. Use your everyday spending to diversify your crypto portfolio. I've got the credit card. I love it. And I think you will too. Head on over to blockfi.com slash pompcc today. Next up is Choice. It's time to stop paying capital gains taxes on your Bitcoin, and Choice is here to help. Choice is rebuilding the way Bitcoiners approach retirement by making it possible to invest in Bitcoin and 19 other digital assets inside your IRA. Right now, every time you make a trade, you have to pay capital gains taxes that can be as high as 37%. Choice enables you to trade real Bitcoin, other cryptos, and stocks without having to pay a dime in capital gains. The best part? They just released an iOS app, so you can open an account in less than 10 minutes and take control of your future from the palm of your hand. Join me and the 20,000 other Bitcoiners who have started their tax-efficient stack and open your Choice account today. Search Stack Sats in the App Store or visit choiceapp.io slash pomp. Again, search Stack Sats in the App Store or visit choiceapp.io slash pomp. And one more thing, if you want to hold your private keys, Choice lets you do that too. Start stacking tax-efficient Satoshis today and visit choiceapp.io slash pomp. This episode is brought to you by CryptoToday.com. Exchanges got decentralized, money got decentralized, and the only bottleneck is the very sites listing them all. CryptoToday.com is like decentralized coin market cap. It's the first of its kind. There's no bribes, no connections, or heavy fees are needed to get listed like on the centralized sites. You can simply request on the blockchain and disperse the prize on-chain to the community and get fact-checked by thousands of eager crypto users. CryptoToday.com treats very differently. There's no pre-sale, no VC money, and all of the team is locked up for at least one year. All the centralized competitors have valuations in the billions of dollars. CryptoToday.com started out at $0 as the first decentralized token information site. You can read the white paper at CryptoToday.com. Again, go to CryptoToday.com to learn more. All right, let's get in this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. 
Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, guys, we're out here in Los Angeles uh, with SoFi for the Super Bowl. I have my friend Dan here. How are you, man? Just happy to be here. Awesome. Uh, let's just talk about sports cards. You, yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe two years ago, were like, hey, you should pay attention to this. Yeah. I didn't because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> but uh, you've done a bunch of sports cards. Uh, you've got a uh, shop now. Yep. Um, but to me, what's so interesting is like the NFT boom has happened. But sports cars are still going as Absolutely. strong as ever. And is this just like a shift in demographics and like society where people now don't necessarily want to buy stocks and they may want to buy some of these other assets? So like what's going on there? Yeah, so sports cars are an alternative asset. The NFT market kind of took off in the midst of when the sports cars, sports cars were like 2019-20, NFT was 2020-2021, and now carrying 2022, the explosion. And so some of the sports card people started buying into NFTs. You saw Logan Paul, Steve Aoki, and all, Gary Vee, all these characters that were obsessed with sports cards or Pokemon also start getting into NFTs and then going deep down the NFT rabbit hole. And so it's just another alternative asset, whether people are buying sports cards, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, or NFTs, it's just another way for people to showcase what do they like to invest into when most of us, whether it's millennials or guys our age, we don't want to just invest into the stock market. We're investing in the stock market also, mm-hmm. right? This is not an alternative. This is just an also, yeah. not an either or. All right, so let's talk about uh, with the sports cards. Uh, I saw you post at some point, like, hey, I'm starting a, a sports card shop. Uh, that's a pretty cool idea, but how big could that be? Right? right. Immediately, I started, right. what's the addressable market this whole nine yards? Yep. And then uh, we started talking, and then you're like, oh, yeah, we did a, a little bit of revenue. And yep. then it was like a little bit more revenue, <laughs> and then more, and then more. And I was like, wait a minute, this is growing pretty fast. Like, how big is this store? Like, how many people are actually coming into the store? And then you explained to me this <laughs> idea of like live breaking. And yep. It's actually more e-commerce than it is physical store. Right. So explain like how the business model works for live breaking. So we have a store in LA, store in Salt Lake City. We're buying one in San Diego, and then we're going to buy fifty-one to hundred percent of other stores across the country. The stores are like a flag in the ground, so people can come in there, bring their kids, bring their cards, buy stuff, etc. But you're right. It's five to one sales online versus in person at the store. Also, we're in the middle of a situation where the, the streets in LA aren't that busy and yep. same with Salt Lake. That's gonna get reopened and hopefully that will change the three to one or four to one. But online, we're the only ones live breaking, which is opening packs of cards and boxes 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So how does it work? So you, let's say that you and I were doing the live yep. breaking. We basically just grab a random pack or a random box? So people box? choose. Okay. So let's say someone's watching. So Roger wants to buy a pack. Right. And we say, okay, great. This pack is $200. There's some packs are 20 bucks. Some packs are 200. Some packs are thousands. This pack's 200 bucks. Roger can decide if he wants to pay all 200 or Jennifer, Jessica, Jenny, and Robert, they can all pitch in 50 bucks each. And now they can split the $200. Ah, got it. So there's almost like a gamification component to it. And also like a dopamine hit as to uh, what's in the pack as you're watching. And now the reason that people have us open up, because they're like, why don't you just buy the pack or the box and send it to my house? Yep. A lot of people are not experts. They don't know what they're looking for, so they'll be opening it, and they might hit a really good card and have no idea that they hit this rare card. Got it, got it. It's happened to a lot of people. Also, it's like going to a bar. Everyone in the group chat's talking. We're on WhatNot, we're on Twitch, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all live simultaneously, all right? 24 hours a day. And so people can go there and like, you know what, I wanna buy a UFC, or I wanna buy into NASCAR, or football, or baseball, basketball, et cetera. 
And instead of spending 50 bucks, 100 bucks, or 500 bucks, they could spend a smaller amount and split it with other people. Got it. And so once you open the pack live, you guys keep the pack? Do you send it to them? Like, like yeah. what's the operations? After? So we ship all same day. Okay. So because we're, again, we're the only ones that are 24 hours because it's crazy to do. The second that we open it, it gets to the shipping station. It has your name, address, phone number, date, everything on there, Instagram name, everything, when you bought it. And then we are packing up and shipping it same day. Got it. And then it goes to your house. Now, if you want to get it graded at PSA, we'll take it for you. We'll literally drive it over there for you to drop it off. So if you hit a big card, we'll take care of it for you if you want. Or we'll send it to you and you can make your own decision. What's the biggest card that you guys have opened on one of this for like somebody else? Uh, we hit an $80,000 card and the pack was only like 60 bucks. Wow. That was a big one because we hit like the ultimate, ultimate card. Yep. Uh, recently we hit another card that was around $60,000. That was a more expensive box. That was like a $2,000 box. But yeah, there's been some big hits. Yeah. And then what do you think about like NFTs? Obviously, you guys have a really good sense of this idea of scarcity, uh, kind of um, the dopamine hit of yep. like, opening these packs, whatever. It seems like there's similarities to NFTs. W w what's your thoughts there? So it's the supply and demand factor, right? The difference with NFTs is the supply can become larger if someone does multiple drops. Mm -hmm. If someone's just going to do one drop and there's only going to be 10,000 or 1,000 or 5,000, I love that. That mm -hmm. type of supply and demand is great if someone has big demand. Like if Gary Vee we know has huge demand and his V friends only have 10,400, we know is Gary Vee going to keep growing, growing, growing? Mm -hmm. Is Logan Paul or Steve Aoki or whoever's doing NFT, are they going to keep growing, growing? That to me is interesting that their demand is going to go up and the supply is going to stay finite or small. In sports cards, I know there's 2,200 LeBron James PSA 10s. Mm -hmm. I know there's 346 of the Michael Jordan number 57 PSA 10. Like I know the numbers of the certain cards. Over the course of time, does Michael Jordan get more famous? Does LeBron James get more famous? Does Serena Williams, Andre Agassi, all these characters, do they get more famous? And does their supply stay the same? Yes. And so that's what's interesting to me is that the supply will stay the same, but the demand will keep rising. Yeah, it's crazy when you start to actually think about uh, how much the similarities rely on not only what the original kind of primary sale or the original drop, but also uh, you're essentially betting on uh, the future of a digital artist or right. on an athlete, et cetera. And so there's some very uh, um, crossover with like venture capital type investing where you've got to understand where is this going, not just where it is today. Yeah, I care about the personal brand. Are they going to still care about this or are they just going to do another drop in three months, another drop in four months, another drop in three months? Then it's hard. It's just like NBA Top Shot. I love the concept of the NBA Top Shot, but like if LeBron James is going to dunk 44 times this week, Who's gonna care about the dunk on March 17th on a random game? They'll care about the final championship game. They'll care about the playoff game. But are you really gonna care about the random March 17th dunk It's on the second quarter? Not so much. So I love the concept of things like NBA Top Shot, but I wish the supply was smaller and it was focused on highlights, not just every. What else are you investing in uh, outside of sports cards or NFTs? So I'm angel investing a lot. Yeah. Um, I started my syndicate I I'm a lot. <laughs> uh, last week we raised $6.3 million in seven days for a chicken company. The week, mm -hmm. the three weeks before that, $6 million for cauliflower foods, a healthy mm -hmm. pizza, $3 million for icon meals and UFC invested. Like I'm firing away like two to four deals a month now. Wow. But small, like all two to six million, two to six million mm -hmm. kind of range of what we're raising through our group. And we're looking at companies that are doing two to 20 million in revenue. So I'm, I'm trying to catch them early that I can help them. The chicken company was bigger because they're doing 48 million, but most part two to 20 million. And it's just, I love angel investing. I'm obsessed with it. Now I finally have the model to be able to execute quickly where I can fund a company within a week. 
And then last thing I want to talk about, uh, Everbull. Yeah. Obviously, they just announced uh, that they're going to be moving towards this Bitcoin standard, paying employees in Bitcoin, et cetera. Yep. Uh, I've talked to the team there, and uh, I'm very impressed by them. I know you were an uh, early investor, and yep. I've kind of watched as they've grown across the country. What's going on there? So Everbull is Acai Bull Chain. Um, the founder, Jeff Fenster, is just a, he's always watched you and what you've done, and he started hearing about restaurants and corporations. And when you started saying that more companies are going to start holding Bitcoin on their on their balance, on their sheet, he got interested. He's like, how much should I hold? You know, we have X amount of dollars now. We just got this funding. Drew Brees just invested and we got all these new chains. Like he started thinking about it and I liked watching his thought process and the way he listened. And then recently is when he finally decided, hey, we could use our gift cards with crypto. Mm -hmm. We could pay our employees with crypto. People could purchase with crypto. Like this becomes interesting for us. One, the marketing of it, of like getting a new audience to be able to want to go buy Acai Bowls and have some fun, being able to finally use Bitcoin at their locations. But two, it's important. Mm -hmm. It is the future. Mm -hmm. It's up to us to decide how fast we get to the future. Yep. And so by more and more brands like this saying, hey, we're going to do this now. And literally everybody that hit me up about it when the press release went out, I said one thing and one thing only. Our goal is to inspire more restaurants to do the same thing. Yeah. That's it. It seems like that's what they're doing, right? Yep. Awesome. Where can we send people to find you on the internet? Uh, so my name is just at Dan Fleischman. And for you guys listening, you should do the same thing. One screen name, one bio, one photo across all platforms. Don't mix it up because we're in an ADD society. So if you're wearing that black hoodie, wear the same black hoodie in every single bio photo. Are you ever going to change your uh, photo? I don't think so. <laughs> I almost changed it to a board ape. I almost did it. Nah, I see. I okay, all right. I, I, I'm, against, I'm against changing the profile photos yeah. to the apes because uh, it loses your identity. It loses yes. your uh, kind of um, uh, recognition, et cetera. So like, I get why people are doing yes. it, but uh, just make it like, I don't know, the banner image or something, but making it the actual profile picture I'm against uh, in yeah. terms of like, you lose a lot of the, uh, the value of the same photo. I, I say about board apes in particular, nothing like that can be replicated because yeah. I run a social media agency. I couldn't go give Dave Chappelle or Eminem $5 million yeah. to put Coca-Cola or American Airlines as their logo, as yeah. their bio photo yep. for a week, let alone permanent like they've been doing. It's mind boggling from a brand culture perspective what happened with Board Apes. It's, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. You own one? You gonna yeah. buy one? Well, I bought 50% of multiple of them. So I have friends that buy it for me. Uh, my nephew has that big NFT yep. fund and yep. my friends are big in NFTs. And so I'll buy 50% with them and let the experts do it. I like it. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this one. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. And if you're looking to try to transition to get a new job in the Bitcoin or crypto industry, we've got you covered. Head over to pompscryptocourse.com. We've developed a curriculum with the top teams across the industry. It's a three-week intensive training program with over 50 events packed into that three-week time period. Go to pompscryptocourse.com to learn more and I'll meet you guys for the next episode.